Hi, hey, hi, hi, buenos dias, and welcome to... Good Talk. My name is Mark Little. And my name is Marie Mohrata, yeah? And today's episode is brought to you by the fantastic, fabulous, and wonderful people at Bean Chata. When whore chata just won't do, Bean Chata is a drink for you. Fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. Welcome back. We are here to talk about something very exciting. Very exciting indeed. Yeah, yesterday I had my first long-form improv show via the Groundlings class that I took. So I took a Groundlings class, four-week, well, two-week class, four classes, and uh, with Mr. Brian Palermo and nine wonderful people in total, including myself, so eight classmates. And what we did was a little bit of long-form improv. So those of you not familiar with long-form improv, that would be... It lasts about a half hour, so in, mm-hmm. instead of a short-form game, which lasts about, you know, Maybe. one one to five minutes, yeah. uh, we're doing a, a full half hour off of three different audience suggestions, and then basically we just do a, do a show or do kind of a play, if you will, for about a half hour, and it's a lot of fun. It's very fun. It's very cool. I'm used to, I was telling Mark this last night, hmm. but... If you've seen us in improv um, at one of our shows or um, you've gone to, oh, I don't know, if you've gone to see an improv show where there's a lot of different games and the audience is a lot more involved in choosing locations or emotions or things like that, this was a difference. So for me, I'm very used to shows being in them and then watching them where, like you said, there's one to five minutes of a scene, the director says, okay, great, that's it. And then you're back getting another suggestion from the audience for a different game. Mm-hmm. So this one was fun because essentially the players up there or the performers are the ones who are clapping yourselves. You're ending each scene mm-hmm. as if you were the director. So yeah. you guys have the power to edit or, as you guys say, right? Edit, you yeah. call it. Yeah. Um, or to end scenes and then bring them back. Um yeah. It was a lot of fun. But basically, it's just a half hour-ish of constant uh, improv. And like she's saying, we clap out in between each scene. So maybe someone does a scene about uh, McDonald's and eating hamburgers and then someone claps and all of a sudden that scene's over. But then immediately, it's right into the next scene. So it's just mm-hmm. very fast-paced and very high energy. And uh, that was a lot of, I think, what I learned this time around was we're used to doing some long form games and sometimes what we'll do in our troop here and in the rancho class is have things be a little bit more laid back and um maybe let the scenes play out a bit more sure but i definitely realized that out at the in the groundlings style and uh which is based on what they call the crazy uncle joe show which is their long form game is they just keep going fast. They just yeah. like, as soon as someone's inspired, it's like clap, 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 clap. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of fun. That's a lot of fun. Definitely raises the energy quite a bit. Oh, yeah. 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 It was interesting. That's a good point, that energy piece, because when we do long form, and maybe it's just because we're all amateurs, but <laughs> just kidding, we're not, we're professionals. But when we do long form, I think we have still are still kind of figuring out how to keep the energy up 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. 
um, we're really good at now figuring out when the energy has dropped and when we need to bring it up. Mm -hmm. But last night, I feel like you guys were pretty much the energy didn't ever drop. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't need to any. I mean, I guess there were one or two moments where you felt like, oh, there it's going. But overall, there was never a. It wasn't like a constant up and down. Yeah. Not saying ours is, but I have, we've definitely, the majority of the time have gotten really good at stopping something when we're like, ah, it's going down. Let me get it up again. Oh, yeah. Um, versus you guys where it was like before it even dropped, it was like new scene, new idea. Yeah. New this, new that. But that was, I feel like that's something he kind of focused on with us Okay. in the class was just to keep, just keep it moving. Like, and to have kind of scenes in your back pocket in case like you start to notice like things are things are dying off a little bit and just like throw something else out there even if it's like you don't have the biggest belief in the world about your you know elvis impersonation scene that you want to throw up there (laughs) like just having it in your back pocket for the moment where you can tell the person who's currently on stage is kind of done so Mm -hmm. you just like clap and like throw your scene up there in hopes that someone else also has another scene like that that they can put behind it or that all of a sudden now it's inspired something else Mm -hmm. because that's obviously what the whole thing is about is just being inspired by whatever else is up on the stage so that was a that was a really good um way to think about it i guess just by by saying like all right sometimes you're just gonna go up there and you're you're almost just like sacrificing yourself it's like okay i know that this person is done so instead of making them like flail about for a bit, I'll just go up there because at least this is like something new that I don't know for sure will or won't work. So sure. like, here's a, here's a few moments of something to kind of take the audience's attention off the last thing. And then now we're on and mm-hmm. then, and then you're running again. So, yeah. Yeah. So it, it was a whole bunch of fun to do that class. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think what else I learned in there. There, there are a lot of stuff. Um, Lots of stuff. That's a funny. It's funny. I want to go back to something real quick. Cause oh, it's go on a fun, back. Fun metaphor for life. Because I feel like when we talk about improv on the podcast, I just enjoy relating it to real life. Yeah. Um. And when you're talking about having something in your back pocket, but then also being inspired by the things that are happening right here and now on the stage before you go up. Yeah. Or you clap in. Um. It's interesting. Like, if you're going to sacrifice yourself, so to speak, at least go in it, right, with some kind of confidence. Yeah, 100%. And that you have something to bring to the table. Yeah. Even if you're not sure how it's going to be received, just trying it because you do have something. You're up there for a reason. Sure. Um, You know, in life, you have something. You're where you are for some kind of a reason. It's the best possible thing. Yeah. Um, But then also just, it's fun to be in improv and to learn. I was... Uh, thinking about this in my morning pages this morning because it's like, you know, I was writing about how fun it was to watch you last night. But then as a from a girlfriend or, you know, close uh, someone who's really close to you standpoint, mm-hmm. being supportive for you and excited for you and everything like that. But then also someone now who knows improv and is a student of improv, not just your student, but just in general. Mm-hmm. And watching it and thinking about how cool it is to be able to relate to all the people up there Mm -hmm. and how much and just I was writing about how grateful I am that I've had improv to teach me lessons about life. And when you're going, you know, through your day, there's always something to be inspired by. Sure. There is always something you can take and learn from. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. So it's just kind of cool to think about it in that aspect, I guess, after seeing that show, because it was so you guys moved so fast and people were so quick to pick up and be inspired by things. And Mm -hmm. that's so cool to me to see. Um, And so inspiring. So I can go into our next improv class with those kinds of ideas, just just that knowledge of like, it's okay, just do it. It doesn't matter. And I, I think as I've grown in improv, I'm just that's solidifying in me more. Yeah. But I'm still definitely have a lot of growth to do. I know the class just, you know, our city class, our number one rule has been enthusiasm. That's something we learned from April back when she was teaching the class. And then from the beginning, it's always just been like, you know, if you have enthusiasm, you're going to, you're going to be fine. And that was very much the same as what he was teaching us in this class. He didn't, he didn't call it that, but basically he would just say, you know, commit, just commit to it. So, No matter how stupid you think what you're doing is, is you don't let on. And that's, and you know, that's the very, the same thing in life. Like, just like you're saying, so even if you're, you know, in an IEP meeting and you're just like, this is, I'm not feeling this right now, you know, you just just commit to it it and Mm -hmm. just, and just keep going for it. And, and it really sells it. And something, (laughs) something he would say a lot is that the audience can only care as much as the person who's on stage cares. Like they will never care more than you care about your shadow puppets or whatever you're doing. Like if you're in there, if you're up on stage and you're just not feeling it, the audience, there's no way the audience is going to sit out there and just buy in more and, and just be like fully on board when you're only halfway on board. So I get that. I think that was, that was definitely another good, just life lesson Um, and then he he was real big on clarifying stuff too, Mm -hmm. especially in that long form type of scenario where there's so many things happening. Like we probably saw 30, 40 scenes, like at least, I I don't know. I don't know. It was, it's hard to remember. Yeah, exactly. And just like all the different moments. And so from the top, he just talked about like, that was probably the one note he gave us the most on every single day. It was just like, be extremely clear. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let there be any doubt about where you are or who you are or what's going on. And that will just help you so much. It's like, even if you say it in the most awkward, unnatural way, I'd 10 times over rather have you be explicit and let us understand exactly what's going on than for the audience to have to guess because then not only is the audience guessing but then like all the eight other people on the sidelines are all guessing and then from there it just gets scrambled into nothing because no one has idea any idea what's happening right and I think that that's it's funny because you've been so and I've picked up on this from you in the last year maybe you've Hmm. been so trying to kind of ingrain that in us as Mm -hmm. our director just that clarity and still like people are you know they'll be like this thing i'm doing let's do the stuff and yeah. I, and i'll be sitting there like no so one of my yeah. big and i've done it too but one of my biggest goals in the last couple of months i feel like when we're in scenes is if anybody if my scene partner ever says thing or stuff mm-hmm. or is some kind of vague i'll at least i like i'm listening for they're like my trigger words now mm-hmm. so i'm like okay that i'll explain it like i'll make yeah. sure the audience knows what yeah. we're talking about you know um and i don't always catch on to it but i try because i'm i think that's one of the things that i love about improv scenes is mm-hmm. how when they're 
the specifics are so the fun part. I mean, hundred yeah, percent. They're either really relatable or they're so crazy and mm-hmm. they work. Like it's exactly. Just, you know, and again, back to life. It's like if you're vague about something in your workplace or in your relationships, like anything. Communication is always a big part of being successful if you can communicate what you need or what needs to happen or things like that. Yeah. But you have to be specific. You can't just say like, you know, Mark, I feel like something's off with us today Mm -hmm. and not go further. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And another uh, interesting thing just to think about communication more was my uh, teacher was actually talking about he also does basically it's it's improv. Um, but it's, I forget exactly what he called it, but essentially he's working on creating communication skills for scientists. So he'll, he awesome. does a lot of workshops with, um, I guess like JPL is okay. someone he works for a lot. And just, he's, so he's like, these people are literally rocket scientists. And so what they're thinking about, you know, nine times out of 10 is how to not destroy like a $10 billion rocket. He's like, so, uh-huh. so they don't care about communicating with people and social skills and like anything like that. So what I do is come in and teach them, you know, to do that and to be able to communicate and, and have emotions worked into their presentations because at the same time, yeah, they know all the facts, but then they have to go from being like JPL science guy to, Hey, Mr. Guy at the government, we need funding. Right. And if they can't relate to someone on that level, then they're not getting the funding. So yeah, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's so cool. I can't believe you didn't tell me that. I just told it to you. No, I know. But like, I'm just this, I'm like now having an emotional reaction, being so excited about this right here, right now. Oh, well, there you go. Um, that's, that's why I save amazing. it for now. Yeah, that's cool, huh? Because I, I mean, you know, but I guess not all of you out there know, I'm really interested in seeing how improv, comedy improv can mm-hmm. be kind of melded in the world of speech language pathology. Sure. And I, there are articles and there are things that are being done in other states or at universities where there's um, a communication disorder program mm-hmm. where they're working with, um, it's typically children or teens with autism mm-hmm. and working kind of with improv skills and bringing in people that know how to teach or direct comedy improv Sure. Um, to help build social skills. So that's amazing that he's working with adults who are already in their field because that's cool because he can tailor everything to their field to what really means the most to them. Right. And that's how that's how you do it. Like when you're trying to teach any skill, you want it to be emotionally relatable. Sure. So that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Now I wish you would have introduced me to him because I would have had so many questions for him. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'll have to. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of want to talk to him. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he's a super nice guy. He's he's a cool guy. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Talk to him. Talk to him. I'd just be interested to see what kind of methods he uses, or yeah, you know, just yeah, to talk to him about how do I? Okay, what would you recommend if I was working with a middle schooler, or high schooler with social skills needs? Yeah, you know, he's got a. I should I should email him. He had like this yeah. this book. It's like not his not a book that he wrote or anything, sure. but a book of like fifty eight. Probably could probably Google it and find out honestly. Uh, 58 exercises like improvisational exercises but um yeah he said you know he's he said that's something that he's taught people all around the world good for him yeah so a lot of fun and it's just cool to because i know people people use 
uh, improv in, in a corporate setting or like in a business oh, yeah. setting and his like team building and stuff like that. Oh, sure. Um, but just the idea that he was using it to facilitate people to give better presentations and, and do that sort of thing I thought was cool too. No, that's it's amazing. Well, and like we've had some people that have been a part of Toastmasters mm-hmm. that come to do improv to help them with that. Oh, yeah. Um, right now, one of the women that's in our class, she actually works for my school district um, as one of our um, like team. Uh, what's it called? Kagan. Kagan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it's the Kagan structure strategies for teaching, which is basically helping it's it's how they teach children to work with each other mm-hmm. um, and collaborate with each other. But it's a very it's very big on those social skills. Um, and she I, she I don't know that she took the class to help with her abilities to train teachers. But I know that she's been one of the most enthusiastic people we've had. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it comes from that world of being up in front of people and training. And sure. you have to have that enthusiasm. So yeah. I'm hoping she takes back some of the things she's learned. Oh, yeah. I think. I, like I've only been working in my school district for a couple of years now, but mm-hmm. if we had something, because those are, you know, required trainings that we have to do. And it's to, it's trainings that we're being, we're being trained to teach students a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I think if we just had some improv workshops that were kind of like, Hey, we're coming to your campus next. And mm-hmm. it was just to have fun and play yeah. with no, you know, no pressure. No, sure. I want to see how you use this in your classroom type of thing. Right. Um, I think that that would be amazing. I think it's so necessary in school districts and corp like corporate companies. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be so so beneficial well, for everybody. Who do who do we pitch it to? <sighs> the school district. That's right. You know. Yep. So it's just getting in there and being like, hey. Guess what? We got this great thing. I think it'll really enhance the communication between the teachers. Uh, the students are going to learn better because there's going to be more communication. People are going to be working together. A happy work environment has a healthy work environment. And I tell you, what more? I mean, and it's going to be good for the for the society overall because people yeah. who are happier are less stressed out. They end up in the hospital less. They're sick less. You won't have to pay as much for insurance. So pay us instead. That's right. That's called a little preemptive strike. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah. Well, start doing your research. I know. They're right? going to want to see a lot of evidence based practice. Yeah, I know. Maybe when you're talking about people who are um, doing research and stuff. So how? Could you, as an individual, go like get a grant and do research, or do you have to be like a professor and then? No, I could do it right now. Go get it, son. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know though if it's because I have the degree that I have. Mm. Well, so I'd have to look that up. But I look it up. I took. Oh my gosh, nothing against the professor or the people in the class, but that was my least favorite class in grad school. Research was the research class Mm -hmm. it was just because that's it's it's not that exciting it's there's not a lot of you i mean i shouldn't say that because it can be very exciting for these reasons but okay (laughs) anyways um but yeah we i have a whole notebook on how to do it Mm. so well there you go long story short i can look and see well i mean wouldn't the steps are wouldn't the level of excitement be based on exactly what you're researching Yes, and no. I, but I think at the time, here's what what's hard about grad school is you're a student trying to learn all these things, mm-hmm. 
but also taking four or five other classes. And in grad school in my program, we were doing clinicals. So I mm-hmm. had clients. I was I was more excited to prep my sessions. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. And that's where my focus was. So I'd go into my evidence-based practice class. Yeah. You know, she'd be talking about just the nitty gritties of research. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like sitting there Googling my next therapy ideas because I was super excited for that. Mm. And we were given a project of... But we, but there were certain criteria for that project, like, right. and we were in a group. And when you have, you're in a group, and I don't know, there's different dynamics, so you can't always do what you want to do. You have to compromise, and yeah. Anyways, long story short, I have all the information, and now, like, I've I've researched stuff, and I enjoy <laughs> it now, and I sure. But yeah, you're right. It depends. I mean, I would think, I don't know. I've never done research like that, so I could be completely wrong. But hey, whatever. Well, I used to want to do research, and then I took that class. I was like, eh. Oh, man, sounds like a great class. But it's just, it just, you know, there was a time and place. Maybe it detoured me from doing research because, you know, I needed to be a clinician and work in the fields. And I love it. Sure. So. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I just want to, I just want to see, uh, see the results on, uh, an improv type thing, like, uh, a study that, a study that does that. Well, we will, we will get started. Yeah. Hey, well, there you go. We will get it started. I'll make sure we do that this week. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But I want to go back. I have a question for go you. Go back. A couple questions. Okay. So what was your hmm? biggest takeaway from this class? Mm-hmm. Let's start with, as a student of improv, as a performer, what was your biggest takeaway? Uh, the biggest takeaway was, well, last night, I don't know if this is my biggest takeaway or not, but I just wished, I guess I would say, that I would have gotten out there more. Mm-hmm. Um, I was happy, like I was, when I got out there and did the stuff, I was happy, and I yeah. don't I don't feel like I like really sat back and, and didn't do anything. No. Um, but I feel like I could have pushed myself to do more. Okay. Um, to, to get out there more. So I guess that would just come down to just just kind of taking a more aggressive approach toward it, towards it. Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of talked, that was something we talked about in, in class from time to time is just like really um, kind of just being aggressive with it and just being like, okay, like boom, like sure. something new, something new, sure. something new. Um, so that was, that's probably one thing. And But at the same time, honestly, the whole point and like the reason that form works is because at times you can't, you have to be aware that it's not always your turn, you know? Yeah. Good. Good. I like that. Yeah. So I that's, like that. that's a big, that's a big part of it. And so that's why I'm, I'm not like, you know, I'm not mad at myself or anything. It's just like, sometimes it's not the moment for you to hop up there and you cannot, if you want the show to be good, get up there just because you're like I haven't been up in a long time you know no and you know what now that you say that it changes a lot of my perspective on last night Mm. because being in the audience and watching you Mm -hmm. that last half of the show I was like oh he's not getting up the first half you were yeah the last half I felt like oh he's just not getting up there as much sure but now that you say that, it's just like, yeah, but like other people had ideas. And yeah, 100%. If you 
and and that kind of like we've talked about it in our long form stuff hmm. when somebody else has an idea and you let's say like because we've had it happen where people will clap them out too fast yeah like someone will come out say one thing but then somebody claps them out sure it's you're not being a good team member right. you're not being a supportive player because you're basically saying your idea is better than theirs right and you're not giving them that opportunity mm-hmm. um and and so I don't know now that you say it, it just makes me think like oh like that makes perfect sense yeah so I like that well there you go I hope you share that with us with our groups oh yeah no I thought well I guess I guess I haven't in that way I just like the way you said that so. oh okay well thanks you're welcome yeah so I think that I mean that is for sure a thing um, and then part of and maybe the other part of it was like at the end, I was like, you know, starting to think, I was like, damn, I haven't been out there in a minute. But then I think even being up there, like I, I realized what I just told you. It's like, eh, you know. Yeah. So you just got to, you got to wait till you really have an idea that's uh, even just to really have an idea. Because I think a lot of the time I was just kind of sitting there just like watching and listening. And because that's a real, real big part of the whole thing is like really hyper listening to everything that's yes. getting set up there. Yeah. And so that you can then come in and capitalize on like. A small detail that everyone heard, but maybe didn't know that they all heard. Okay. So that's that's kind of where some of the fun comes in. I mean, the whole thing's fun. So I'd say that is something that I learned. And then the commitment thing was definitely something that he uh, kind of drilled into yeah, us. Which is good. Yeah. And making having big emotional reactions to, uh, to whatever. <laughs> so... He was he was super big on that, and they're very big on that at Groundlings in general. Which yeah. is, it it doesn't matter what the information is. Like as long as you get as if I tell you something specific, I'm like, oh man, my shoes are untied again. It's like it doesn't matter, but now you have to react to it as if it did. Back to the thing, like the audience will only care as much as you care. Mm-hmm. It's like your shoes are untied again. That's amazing. Blah blah blah, yeah. and like. And making sure that your words are matching up with the way you're portraying that emotion. Okay. So just just having all that yeah. be uh, integrated, which then is like makes me think of Jordan Peterson because he always talks about like being a fully integrated person. So like the yeah. thing that you're doing is the same as the thing that you're saying and it's the same as the way that you're acting. And so it's like it just all has to fall in line and make sense with each other huh. or else you feel off because you're like, well, I'm doing one thing, but I'm saying another yeah. and I'm thinking another. So just getting all those things lined up. So I don't know. That's the fun about improv is it's so much psychology and it's communication oh, yeah. and it's acting and it's art and it's all those things wrapped into one. So yeah. it's fun. Very good. So there's my long form answer to that. That's your long form answer. There you go. What's your other question? Um. Well, you can say they're all the same things or you can give me new answers. But as a what? director, mm-hmm. what's your biggest takeaway? One thing, just one. One thing, biggest takeaway. It's probably probably the same. Um, you're just really getting people to react emotionally to the specifics. Um, yeah. And there was certain things that just like he probably had like a little handful of stuff that was like, okay, if your scene's not working do this which one was react emotionally like have a bigger emotional reaction yeah and just like care about whatever just got said um and what were the other things i don't know being being really clear 
um, kind of just like going over the top with the emotion. But I think more than anything, it was really um, allowing yourself to get emotionally affected. Yeah. Because then it's, you know, then we're on to something and then the other person has something to react to and you can just yeah. keep building from there. Yeah, those are for sure always the best scenes. Yeah. When there's that big enough reaction for the audience to see it, but then also for your scene partner to be given that gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like there's ever a show where you haven't critiqued yourself after? Like, do you feel like there's ever a time when you're like, I, I did everything perfectly, I'm out? Oh, maybe. Um, I've been in some shows where I've done really well. Yeah, no, I was pretty stoked. Not gonna lie. Oh yeah, but do you ever? But do you ever still? Are you still aware that? Oh, but I could have. Now I learned how to do this better. I would have done it differently. Or oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, I mean, aside from the show last night, I haven't been in a show in a while. I know. So I can't really, can't really, really remember. Um, I would assume that after almost every show, there's always something where I'm like, I could, you know, you, because it's just, it's just so human nature or at least my nature to be like all right like that was good that was good it probably would have been better if i did this or like oh man uh i can't believe i did that kind of thing um but in general i'm if 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 it's a good show i feel like it's a good show like i I definitely i don't get too uh too hard on myself about it good i mean i think it's there's a fine line i feel like you should be willing to learn and grow from everything you do yeah but then also be able to celebrate the success yeah so i've been i've probably actually been way more hard on myself in in some of the groundlings classes like in in a day like and of course that's probably compounded by the fact or just completely influenced by the fact that like you get a critique so like someone critiques you and you're like ah damn it like I, I I, i can't believe i did do that Right. And then so then be like a little more harsh on myself. Um, But then I always try and just like learn from it and like let it go. Yeah. Because it's there's really no point to being hard on yourself like that. For that long. No. You want to learn from it and be like, okay, I'll take this and I'll remember it. And those are those are, I guess, the ones where I'm the hardest on myself where it's like, damn it, I've heard this like six times and I'm still doing it like that's. That's frustrating. Yeah. But um, sometimes they're just hard habits to kick and you just need you need that seventh time around. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Exactly. Keep trying. Yeah, exactly. So. Very cool. Yeah. I forgot my last question. Oh, my Should gosh. I have written these down. Jeez. Um, what? I just, I'm proud of you, though. That was exciting. Because, oh, yes, we haven't seen you in a show in at least a year. Has it been so, that long? I'm, I feel like the last time I saw you in a show was last summer. Wow. I don't know, though. You can correct me. I might be wrong. Well, uh, what about uh, troop shows? Troop shows last summer. We oh, for real? a benefit show in Pomona. <laughs> in <laughs> Pomona? Mm-hmm. For Shane. Shane Gray. When was the one? When was... Oh, I wasn't... Was I in the show in uh, Wrightwood? No. I, I Well, maybe. I wasn't? Maybe you Damn. were. I don't remember. No, I just don't remember. Hmm. I don't either. Anyways, yeah. but it's just been a while. Even that was a while ago. So, yeah, that was a while ago. Um, I it was exciting to finally see you up there in a show playing, and I hope that uh we get to see more of that. Yeah, me too. The, um, the funny thing is, is like that's my favorite part. I know. You know, and, and I. Go ahead. No, I mean, I guess I was just going to reiterate that that's the part I like the most. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, it's that's, that's why we do it. That's where the fun is. I get it. But. I get it. 
it, and we've talked about this before, I'm sure. It's just different types of fun. Like to see, to have my class be really successful and just to sit there as a director is awesome. It's, it's to be like, ah, like, yeah, they're getting it. This is cool. Yeah. You know, so that's very, it's satisfying in in one way. And then there's also a different rush, of course, like for performing and being like, ha, yeah. we're doing it right now. Oh, so, absolutely. That's fun. All right. Here's my question I remembered. Oh, oh okay. Do you feel that yes. yesterday's pump up tunes helped in any way for that killer show that you did? Uh, Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift and Johnny Cash. Oh, um, yeah, sure. That's sick. It was a good, I mean, it was a good show. So whatever happened before the show was good. That, I mean, I, yeah. Uh, I for, I was uh, searching my mind for what, what, uh, we, what we were listening to. Um, yeah, I was I was thinking about that today. I was mm. like, ooh. Because I remember when I put it on, when I asked you if I could play Taylor Swift in the car, I yeah. was like, you're you're really always so nice about if I ask to play music, you're not like, oh, no. I mean. Oh, I don't really. You don't really care. No. But, but, because there are some people that are like, I don't ever want to listen to that, you know, whatever. Yeah. But. um, I probably was like that when I was like 17. Okay, yeah, I know. You're not 17 anymore. But. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. No, but I remember thinking about it, like, after I started playing it, like, hmm. oh, what if he, this isn't helpful for him? Like, hmm. what if it, you no. know? No. But you're, yeah, I know you don't let those things get to you, but I just, I just like to uh, allow them to take credit at this point. So oh, shout yeah. out Taylor Swift. And uh, Jay Cash. And Jay Cash. My birthday buddy. Oh, yeah. Me and him got the same birthday. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Johnny. Yeah-huh. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, well. I'd say this has been a good talk. I know. I still want to talk about it. It's so exciting. But... Oh, what else? What else do you want to talk about? Oh, I mean. No. Oh, that's wow. <laughs> nice. I I just want to say it all over again. It was just exciting. So allow me to to uh, to just say formally on the good talks that I'm proud of you and happy for you and can't wait wow. to see you in another show. Oh wow! Thank you. Um, you know, and uh, a quick moment to plug our improv troupe mm. if you're having a birthday a wedding of uh um bar mitzvah bar mitzvah a christmas party a baby Hanukkah shower party, a baby shower a bridal shower a bachelor party a bachelorette party a um fundraiser Lielos, fundraiser the mm. los muertos party oh yeah i mean we will come and perform mm-hmm. we have a troupe uh we are based in the inland empire we are we are southern california but we have uh, performed in the Los Angeles area. That's true. We can be in San Diego in mm-hmm. two hours. Um, you know, we can make it happen if you contact us. That's right. So um, we'll start it on Good Talks because Mark is the director of our troupe. So if you like to see us perform, get at us. Yeah. Because we would love to come to whatever event and perform for you guys. And if you're interested in doing improv, but you're like, man, six weeks is too much. So let us know and we can put together a little workshop and you can kind of get introduced to the to the wild world of improv and mm-hmm. see if it's uh, something you like. And if you like it, then you can do a six week class. And uh, if you don't, well, you never have to do it again. So there exactly. you go. All right. On that note, this has been a good talk. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Also, this episode was brought to you the way the wonderful, fantastic, and fabulous people at Bean Chata when horchata just won't do. Bean Chata is a drink for you, fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. Peace out.